On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Welcome in, everybody, and happy Friday if you are listening on the exact day Second Shot gets released. So, Heath is off today, and we brought in an actual broadcasting professional, Amy Vanderhoff, to fill in. Hello, Amy. Hello. Okay, the best part of this podcast so far is listening <laughs> to Heath read. It's like, is that Matthew McConaughey? Okay, no like, I cannot get tired of his voice. Can I tell you something? One of our mutual friends, I'm not going to call, well, maybe I will call her out. One of our mutual friends who had listened to the podcast and hadn't met Heath before said, I couldn't tell if he was doing a joke, like a funny <laughs> voice, or if that was his voice. It's legit, folks. <laughs> it's like, legit. That is it. And it's really his accent. And it's charming and it's lovely. Um, but I'm, I'm glad he stepped away today because I get to sit next to you, Jenny. So fun. And Matt is here as well, holding yes, it down. Hello. Another broadcasting professional, of course. Exactly. <laughs> yes, we're all here. Exactly. We are all here holding it down. So I want to tell you guys a little bit about Amy, and if you um, watch me on Morning Dose, you saw us, um, you know, attempting to do a show together, <laughs> making a little bit of chaos, but I'll tell you a little bit about her background because today is National Girlfriends Day. It so is? I figured it would be a perfect day to record and just have a girlfriend hang out and do um, kind of ladies show in the studio along with Matt. So... <laughs> Amy is, like I said, she was on Morning Dose with me, but that was kind of like the, the, the small point of her career. It's much, much bigger than that. She has been on HSN and QVC as a spokesperson. Um, she also is a contributor to Dallas News and Guide Live. She's a brand ambassador. Oh, by the way, a mother. And <laughs> we've, got, we've got Wyatt standing by. Um, also, she has recently ventured into the podcast world herself, which I love so much because you guys know that this is my favorite medium. So in the third segment, we're going to talk about Amy's podcast and um, some of the scoop on The Real Housewives. If you're into the reality world, which I definitely am. <laughs> so I've fun. done a little bit of everything. I like to live indoors is basically what that bio says. <laughs> that I, I have always multi, you know, multitasked at the same time, really never had my eggs all in one basket. Even when I was doing Good Morning Texas for 10 years, which was a morning show every single day, yeah. I still had side hustle because I saw media was growing so fast. I saw it was being consumed differently, like this podcast that you're listening to right now. So that's that's why it's a it's a kind of a little bit of chaotic mess my bio no I think well I think it's a smart lesson for everybody especially especially when you see your industry changing instead of being upset about it and like oh I can't believe it's changing and just being mad and mad and mad will you go out and get new skills and you stay in it yeah so I like that you've done that 
Thank you, Jenny. You're welcome. You've done the same. <laughs> we, we are just, it's the same thing. I'm just yes. trying to get jobs. It's <laughs> right. just trying to get people to hire me. <laughs> and you guys, this headline. Okay, so this is this was actually the most popular headline uh, that I posted on Facebook this week. Amy and I were just talking about it. Oh, because I do like to get some food delivery. And the headline is this. I'm going to uh, talk about the one from NPR, but this is all over every news outlet right now. One in four food delivery drivers admit to eating your food. And I'm sorry to have ruined it for everybody. <laughs> okay, so here's the, the backstory on it. This was a survey that was done by U.S. Foods. This is a group that supplies food to restaurants, and they gathered info. Now, this is not a huge study, but 500 food delivery drivers. And they gathered info from more than 1,500 customers who order from DoorDash, Postmates, Grubhub, Uber Eats. Respondents ranged from 18 to 77 years old. And the drivers reported that, uh, well, 54% of them admitted to being tempted by the smell of a customer's food, and half of those people said they actually took a bite. Ah. Mm. So, Matt and Amy, do you guys do food delivery? Um, I, my wife does, because my wife works from home, so if she has a hankering for something while I'm yeah. away at the office, she will do uh, food delivery. I always, like, when when I get home, I'm like, please don't order DoorDash. I'll just go pick it up. I'm not going to pay the $20 or whatever it costs to get it delivered here. <laughs> I'll be your DoorDash if you just let me go and do it. Um, so I try not to, but uh, we have before, yes. What about you guys? You guys are busy. I mean, you're all yeah. over the place. How do you not do food delivery? Yeah, we do do food delivery. And you know what? There's something to be said for convenience because they get lost. They don't show up at all. There's food missing. And I still go back and I order it. And guess what? Even with this horrifying headline that I read on many different platforms over the past few days, I'm still going to use DoorDash. And it, it's just, a th I don't know. It's it's just going to happen. And Right? And there's always stuff missing. So this makes total sense. Right. Well, and, it, and it's interesting. When I think about this headline and kind of the discussion we had before the show, when I think of a second shot, I think about the things that I sort of know to be true and I sort of ignore them until they are straight in front of my face. Yeah. So damaging in the door da dash sense, for me, I don't think so. For some people, this will make them not order. But again, like busy lifestyle, this is something that's going to stay in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I will still be ordering. But it really mm. makes me dig deep about what are those things that I know to be true in my gut but that I don't really address until it's like, headline, Jenny, this is happening. You know what yes. I mean? You think about a, a business, for example, accountability, and it's like, you know, you don't realize it until someone's embezzled all this money. Well, did you have a sense about that, you know, uh, on day, you know, week one of that person working for you? Did you have a sense? And were we perhaps too lazy to go in and actually look at it there you go that's with anything right risk reward so mm -hmm. you know what no matter what you're doing or not doing or ignoring there's risk involved but you're like okay but the reward is the food gets delivered to my house so mm -hmm. you know what what is it worth and uh but, but yeah i think one out of four admit it how much matt how many does that mean do it oh that's got to be at least double that right? right it has to be right <laughs> totally <laughs> well i know i don't even make it home when like so you know, Chick-fil-A will be sort of like our sort of compromise. It's not really healthy, but it's not really the worst. Um, and so I never order fries because I get the healthy salad. But of course, I want the fries and I smell mm -hmm. them. And I always eat like half of Heath's fries on my way home. <laughs> like me as the personal family door dasher. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you're like, wow, they really gypped you on oh those fries. Yeah. Well, and Chick-fil-A doesn't even give you that many fries to begin with. 
It's like eight fries. Yes. They're pretty good, though. <laughs> yes. So the, the fries have got to be the most stolen item, right? Like of, of the of the DoorDash items. That's the easiest thing to, to nab a couple of them and then go on about. Yeah. Uh, who? I don't get, know that I would never DoorDash some fries. I mean, I would never order something with fries and want them DoorDash because they would just not be good when they got to you anyway. Right. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Like but I'm, fresh, but I'm sure you're right. The, there's plenty of people who do, and uh, that's definitely something you can just grab. So another layer of this is the pizza, because when I posted this on Facebook, a significant amount of people said, oh, well, I wouldn't do it for other food, but I would do it for pizza. And it made me think, was it just because there was a greater assumed safety with pizza, or was there something different about that type of food? There is a greater assumed safety because if there's a pizza missing, <laughs> well, you're like, like, wait a minute. <laughs> but what about taking like some pepperonis off? Or right, it's more noticeable. Well, I think I, I think when it comes to the pizza delivery, and I think this probably extends to restaurants that already deliver, not the not the uh, Uber Eats method where you're picking up from restaurants that may not be delivering to you. But I think of the pizza uh, of the pizza delivery person, they work in a pizza shop. They can get pizza whenever they want it, right? They don't need to steal yours oh, in order to okay. in in order to uh, soothe that craving. I, like, I love that theory. So, like, I I feel like it's less likely that a pizza person or or someone from a uh, a Chinese food place that's delivering. I think I feel like it's less likely yes. for them to steal it because they can just go back to work yeah. and get it. And they're in house. They have more ownership of the product. Sure. They've likely worked there for a while. I think you're right. An in house delivery, uh, more ownership, probably better integrity, just because they work there every day and they have an maybe an allegiance to the person that pays them right. where the do- delivery people they don't have an allegiance to really anybody it's more of a freelance kind of situation. It's a freelance i'm making money yeah. making their money i'm getting yeah. a fry getting a fry it just i just mine. hope that in the overarching look at this whole thing we're looking at what are the things in our life that we're just assuming to be true i think about this with childcare with brighton i'm over and i know we're both amy taught me the term smother mother that's right and i fully embrace it now um but certain things we do assume and maybe we shouldn't yeah. See what I'm saying yeah. in terms of just like safety and researching things. And I'm learning about, okay, first day, we're meeting teachers. We're being super, super involved so that there never is a question. Yeah. You're you right. Know? No, you're right about that. Even like when we go to the doctor, it's like, okay, you say he's well, so he's well. Well, I didn't read anything else about what you checked and I don't really know. I'm just assuming that you you do your job and I'm not going to minor in the majors. But you're right. There are certain things that we need to follow up with. Like, okay, why is why is this person healthy? Or why are they not healthy? Or why do I need to get this checked more than once a year? Yes. Oh, I'm a big advocate for just like being an advocate for your own health because I mean, our physicians are busy too. I mean, they're in and out and in and out and in and out. And this is your, you know, precious little one. So yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm web MDing it and actual MDing it. <laughs> I'll just call you and I have a question. <laughs> I only cut corners when it comes to food delivery and fine, eat my fries. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably better for it. me anyway. <laughs> the cost you're willing to pay. Yes, that's yeah. the cost. Yes, I will continue yeah. to investigate in, in business and family, yes. but go ahead and eat my food. Okay, we will be back in the second segment of Second Shot. makes up words, she translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot, coming up on RNCN. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success. It is time for you to finally go get my book. You can get it in a hard copy. You can get it through reading it on your iPad or your Kindle. And you can also get it with this beautiful redneck voice of mine in audiobook style at audible.com or anything like that. So amazon.com, you can download the Kindle or paper and you can get it on the audiobook style. You've been hearing us talk about it forever and you've been trying to sit there and tell your friends, I'm going to get it one day. Today's the day. Go get it. And it will change your life. Get after it today. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success written by none other than myself. 
Thank you. Love you. And go pick it up today. Stop. Go now. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second shot is back for another round on RNCN. Amy's over here smother mothering. I am smothering. <laughs> I tell my son, I'm not your mother. I'm your smother. <laughs> Does he love that? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> you can imagine. He's 10 now, so he's a big boy. But the good thing is he's still in love with me. And so I uh, want to stick him in the freezer now. So yeah, he and just, just keep continues it. to love me. Because one day it's going to be slam doors and I don't when love you anymore. That? When is that phase? You know, everyone I ask says middle school, you know, middle school is just bad no matter <sighs> where you go. Middle yeah. school is horrible. So a lot of people say middle school and then other mommies of sons saying they'll always love you. It's your son. So I'll I feel hang like, on to that. Yeah, I feel like middle yeah. school is when I really started to be stressed out about school. And I think that starts to expand into other parts of your life right for sure and it like everything the social cues and everything in in middle school everything starts to get really confusing so well it was like when i that was when i started realizing or maybe fifth grade sixth grade then i started realizing that i was wearing shorts from kmart and other kids had like umbro or Mm -hmm. nike Mm -hmm. or brands and i was like oh yeah like i thought i was I thought yeah. it was cool on their level and I wasn't. Turns out it's Same. just fine no matter what. That's right. <laughs> Your Kmart shorts will get you through. Or Caldors. Do you remember Caldors? No. That was a, maybe a new Northeast thing. Is is that a fancy brand? Or no, a, that's like Kmart. It's like Kmart or like, Wal- or, you know, like Walmart. Or I think just it like might be a step brands. down from Kmart if that's oh. possible. Well, look at me being fancy. Look at you high level. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys, our next uh, headline here is when it comes to dating, people care more about these four things over IQ. Any guesses, either of you? Sex. Mm, that might be on there. <laughs> what do I think you that think might about? count as one of them. I just wanted to say sex. <laughs> you guys are so wrong. Well, it's, it's interesting that so they... <laughs> not on the pulse. <laughs> it's interesting that they pegged IQ. Like, you would think the, uh, the main thing would be uh, attractiveness, right? Like right. looks, but uh, which you know is in there. But um, I, you know, it's interesting that they think IQ, which is is relatively far down the list. Well, and it's a little bit of a mind game too, because you think, oh, oh, people like to say, oh yeah, I want someone who's really smart, or you know, and it's like, sure. what yeah. do people really want? What and do this, they want? This whole discussion got going because. Um, uh, tell me the, the pronunciation of his name again, Matt. Jason Momoa. Momoa, mm-hmm. and he's from Aquaman. He's Aquaman. He he's Aquaman. from Game of Thrones. He's he's been around. So apparently, his thing is being sexy. Like everyone talks about him being sexy and having this great body. Blah blah blah. Oh, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so then, um, people were talking about how oh, it looks like he has a dad bod now. Oh, you know, which is, by the way, not a bad thing. And, and also, I saw that picture. Like, I don't. I feel like he looked pretty amazing. I feel like most men would really want to look like that. It goes to show body shaming knows no boundaries. Even Aquaman is not <laughs> yeah. immune to body exactly. shaming. Exactly. Okay, so this whole thing got going because of Aquaman apparently look not looking as Aquaman esque. Which, first of all, like, my, who are these people? Who are you? The same people eating our fries out of our. <laughs> Thank out you. Out of our Uber Eats. Thank you, dad bots eating our fries out of our That's Uber Eats is. and then body shaming Aquaman. <laughs> so eHarmony did this study now about what, what what are people actually looking for? Is it a dad bod? Is it sex? Is it IQ? Um, 70% of singles surveyed said they would prefer a partner looking for a serious relationship as opposed to something casual, which to me, that that's not a big surprise to me. Most of my girlfriends who are single yeah. are 
definitely, even if they're on an app that's sort of uh, characterized as, um, you know, like a just meet up quick kind of app, they mm -hmm. still want a relationship. Yep. Um, so here's the thing. Number one, honesty, 54%. Number two, kind and considerate, 44%. Uh, followed close behind by funny, attractive, and smart. So the IQ is at the very bottom. <laughs> we just want them to be honest with us. No, I liked the, the sort of like hobbies that people were looking for. Yes. <laughs> Number one, enjoys eating out. Okay. Number two, does handiwork. Is that a hobby, eating out? Is that a hobby that people <laughs> can do? If you live in our city, it is. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. If yeah. you're in Dallas, Depends on how you I know. Do it. Dallas, which, which was our top list. Dallas is often on our, it's funny to look at like the, the statistics on who listens. Every once in a while, it'll be something really random, but usually yeah. it's um, maybe Dallas or Fort Worth or okay. Denton a couple times that are on our, our top list. But um, does handy work? I like that, but you can, I mean, it's not like a requirement because I married Heath and he does not do that. He does not. No. Um, cooks or bakes? 29%. <laughs> Enjoys nights in and good with kids at the end. Okay, good. we've got problems. <laughs> you could be dumbass and not good with kids, but if you're honest about it, you're in. Yeah, and, you and also enjoys eating out is above good with kids. Like, yeah. I guess maybe this is for folks who aren't, this you know, not everybody not ready to, to They're okay, not ready to have so, a family quite yet. So listen, you guys are both married, yes. yes. I am a swing and single. I've been divorced six years. So I'm going to chime in on this harmony situation. I think because we are dating and consuming people the way we are these days, I can see why Honest is at the top of the list. Mm -hmm. We're all putting our highlight reel out there, right, for people to see. And in the uh, dating space, it's no different. So I think honesty, like... I, I hope that you're really divorced and oftentimes maybe you're not and I hope you see the age you are or you work at the place you do or um, you are healed from your last relationship. So yes, on it, I could see why honesty is first. Um, and I can see why kind and considerate is next. <laughs> I mean, I think we're bummed out and worn out by human nature sometimes. We just want someone who's good and honest and kind and considerate. Um, and it's interesting that attractive is is not up on that top three. Well, because I think anybody who's who's tasted real love or experienced that understands that that's not necessarily where it comes from. Yep. I do think you have to have an attraction to your partner. I mean, I, I'm not going to pretend like, oh, it just doesn't matter at all, but that attractiveness comes from so many different angles. Yeah. It's just such a, a combination. And it changes over time. It's crazy to me. Uh, yes, I agree with yeah. it changes yeah. over time for sure. Um, it's crazy to me when people aren't honest about it because it's like, we will find out. <laughs> How do you think this is going to go? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of work do you need to be doing on yourself? Right. It's really bizarre. Matt, was your, I feel like you had a good second shot on this one. Well, I was thinking about how it extended beyond just dating, right? This is relationships in general. So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I know we tie a lot of things to the work life because, you know, you've got your personal life and you've got your work life. But for sure, look at those, look at those qualities and tell me if honest and kind does not sound like a good employee or a good employer. Like, don't you, wouldn't you rather have someone who's maybe not the most skilled in their job, but they're, they're honest about their abilities. They're honest to, if it's, if it's customer facing, mm -hmm. they're honest to the customer or the client. Um, and they're kind to people, you know, like you could have someone who's really, really good at their job, but they're just miserable to be around and a dishonest person. And to me, that seems like a negative overall than, than, than someone who maybe is less skilled, but has better other qualities. I love that second yeah. shot, by the way, you just described my nanny. 
Okay. <laughs> she's not funny. She's not attractive. She's not smart. But she's honest, kind of considerate. I don't want her to even administer Tylenol to my child. But when she she was the most amazing person. She treated us like family, so we treated her like family. And it didn't matter the rest of the stuff. You know, I yeah. I didn't need her to be anything else except for those things. I love that second shot because that describes the people that you want around you. Of Why not a, a significant other? Of course, and a nanny is, it's really the closest relationship you're going to have in the quote unquote work world because that person's in your home. It's with with your most, you know, important human. Mm -hmm. So I think of honesty, which, you know, in in a high level business sense also relates to being Mm self-aware and I do sincerely believe that self-awareness can trump anything else because that person then has the ability to reflect and then pivot they can see oh gosh I'm not getting this and I'm not doing it correctly who can teach me yes you know so it's almost like if they didn't have the specific IQ for the job but they're able to realize that sometimes they're the problem well then Oh my gosh! Right. You're going to be better than the person with the you know, you know the high IQ or these other work type characteristics. Yep. Um, I just I just love working with somebody who will even throw out every once in a while. Like, oh gosh, my bad. Yeah, like, that's a huge thing. If someone can just own it and say my bad, and sometimes we. F- we would fight on that and blame someone else and mm-hmm. blame, and I didn't, but it's because, but if, but when, and then all of a sudden you mature or however you're wired is changed and altered yeah. as we get older, because I've made these mistakes in the past. And then once you say, I get it, my bad, you disarm the other person, they can't, they're all, if they're all anxiety and upset and, <laughs> and running on a million miles a minute, yeah. just say my bad and you disarm that situation and then you can get to the healing and resolution of it yes it's really such a powerful and you don't have to use that phrase if you're in a super professional work environment you could use a more professional phrase <laughs> in news would just Whoops. say my bad you know yeah. but 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 i think that it really i think people are scared to admit especially if somebody is that high iq person you know that's what they've been complimented on perhaps their whole life like they know that is my gift and so they don't want to back down on maybe being wrong on something Uh they might even still feel like they're right but just try it try taking a little bit of the blame or maybe not all like there's a little uh, you know a little fraction of it where you say okay yes this this could have been me or i could have performed better on this if you try it the other people They've got nothing else to fight with. See, my boyfriend's really smart, and I'm thinking this that you might have just solved the reason of why he never says my bad. And and here's the thing. He doesn't say my bad, but he'll correct the behavior. But, man, he ain't going to say it. So it's all good in the long run because I know I'll get what I need out of it because I don't need you to say it. But it's funny. I think maybe it is an attack of their common sense almost like, Mm -hmm. well, I should have known better, but... I don't know why I didn't know better. Because he's so gifted intellectually. Yes. His his entire career, his education, he's highly educated. So so people, I don't have that. So so I don't have that worry of like I need to seem smart to everybody. But it is so true when somebody is intellectually gifted because that's the you know for however long, that's how they've you know earned their reputation, earned their living, yeah. earned the respect and, and clout and such. So, that's, but I'm glad he knows that he does have self awareness though because he, he changes the behavior. He does. You're right. <laughs> well, also think about I, um, this is a phrase that I use quite often in this line of work is I'm not the right person for this. Um, and think about how like getting ahead of those mistakes and just knowing that. Um, we work in a very competitive business. We're we're trying to get people to come work with us. We're trying to get people to, you know, uh, use our our services. But I can recognize when I'm sitting across the table from a client and I hear what they're saying. 
I could easily be dishonest and, and say, yeah, yeah, we're going to do everything for you and we're going to make it all great. And knowing in the back of my head, this is probably not going to work out right. Or I could say right then, I don't think I'm the right person for this. Either I don't think this is the right place for you or I don't think I'm the right producer for you and you should talk to somebody else. Um, I, I have found that honesty, which I think comes with time and confidence and other things like that. I think that honesty in, in the workplace and probably in the dating world, just looking at someone saying, we're not right for each other. Let's just cut this off right now. Right. Um, it probably solves a lot of problems before you before you encounter them. Oh, I love that because then you're yeah. you're avoiding a potential you know broken relationship with that work potential work partner. Yeah. You're avoiding a bad review. You know all yeah. those different things when you see it. Well, I'm going to start using that like for dishes. I'm not the right <laughs> person for that. <laughs> You know, I'm not the right person to mow the lawn today. I'm just, right, I just you're gonna have to look elsewhere. Right. Yeah. I don't think I'm your best candidate. <laughs> um, I have other qualities. I do. Yeah. However, I think you, you're gonna need to outsource yes. this. Yes, yes. You guys take that and run with it. In the third segment of Second Shot, we're gonna do our new question of the week and talk to Amy about her new podcast. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. To all my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal and go do it right now. Energyogre.com, promo code Second Shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. It has been so fun to be hanging out with Amy again. We used to get together to do TV together at 2.30 in the morning. And now we're doing it on the podcast. And we've just been coming up with excuses to hang out. We hosted an event together earlier this uh, week at Elizabeth W. Boutique. Yes. Which was so fun. And then next week, we're, or is it next week? We're yeah. hosting, um, co-emceeing an event. So if you need a dynamic duo. <laughs> for reals. We are it's right it. here. We, it's, it's, it's a twofer, folks. <laughs> We are, if you don't like one of us, you still have one shot. That's right. Right? That's right. If one of us is terrible, the other one will definitely step in. That's it. I always say, like, working with you as a talent was like, you know, flying with the uh, trapeze with the net underneath you. Because I knew, like, if I served it, you'd return it. And if I picked it Thank up, you, you would, you know, if I dropped it, you'd pick it up. So, yeah, it's nice to work with a co-host because you know in this industry it's not always the case. It's not. <laughs> Well, because yeah. sometimes we're coming in at different levels of experience. Sometimes it's they're new or sometimes they're they're over it. I mean, there's just a million different things that yep. can happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we started our segment a couple weeks ago that people have been enjoying our little question of the week. So I wanted to read a couple of responses from last week's question, which is, what is the one skill you wish you had and why? And I liked Amy's response. She said, I need more handy man, handy woman skills so I don't have to hire people to fix things around my house. Yeah. Oh. I like that. That, that could have been me because I own a house by myself and it's always a disaster. Oh, that could, that might have been me writing <laughs> it. She's like, or someone come and fix my house. Yeah. Um, Kim said finance. Um, 
Uh, Javier said he wished that he had the gift of music. I'm with you on that. Um, another one said, I dance. I'm a terrible dancer. My wife said that I was born with two left feet. Um, violin. I wish I could read women's minds oh. from Terry. Uh -huh. So thank you for all the responses. And this week's question sort of relates to our last story. And so we're asking you, what is the top quality you look for in a colleague? What do you guys think? What do you look for? Aside from obviously me, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say Amy in that way because when Brighton first said yeah. Amy, she'd go, Amy? <laughs> and, and funny enough, that is how my son refers to you. And I'm like, he's like, are we going to see Emmett today? <laughs> so that's your name for him. It was so sad when Brighton started saying it normal. Yeah. Just Amy. Amy. I'm like, no. No, Emmett. You have to say it with vigor. <laughs> oh my God, cutest kid ever, ever. Thank you, Em. You're welcome, Em. Okay, so Matt, what are you looking for in a colleague? What's the top quality? Uh, for me, I think it has to be, I'm trying to think of how to word this, maybe um, uh, someone who's humble or a lack of pride, because that has mm. been the thing that has, I think, um, undermined a lot of efforts in a lot of different places that I've worked, where you can't talk to them about you can't talk to them honestly about their work you can't talk to them about you know things that they should change and um quite often um even if they're really good at what they do it's hard to it's hard to uh interact with them in a way that where you can feel like colleagues and peers uh, i feel like someone who comes into a job with a lot of pride um when you should have pride in your work but a lot of pride in themselves and thinks that they're infallible and thinks that whatever decision they make is the correct decision <laughs> wait yeah. a minute it sounds like you used to work with my ex-husband <laughs> <laughs> i won't uh, i won't comment on this ego is big in this business um, in general there's a lot of people with big egos yeah. but well, um, we don't typically this industry does not draw well-adjusted people if you have noticed <laughs> <laughs> so true but I, I think um, I, I think like that's who would want to do this? Who would think oh, yeah. they should do this for a living? I know it. You've, you've got you've got to screw loose already if this is your chosen profession. Um, yeah, I think that's the thing that has that has uh, I've encountered so often in uh, not in here and and also back in my time in in traditional media and um, and other places. It's uh, if I can find someone who's humble and who's willing to to listen to other people and is willing to accept that stuff, then I, I think that's that's invaluable to me. What about you, Amy? What I'm, do you look for? I think I'll second that, you know, because being in an industry where if, and especially if someone's unhappy and, mm. and, and if they're unhappy because they think they can do it better than everybody else, nobody's getting it right, and if they just did this, if someone becomes unhappy, no matter how talented they are, they become a cancer and they spread. And then all of a sudden, morale and welfare takes a hit. And I think that could be from ego, like you're saying, not willing to you know, be one of a group and uh, stay in your lane. So I would say, uh, you know, if you are not happy at a job, you should go. Definitely. Even if it's not fair, even if you think you're right, because then uh, morale and welfare takes a hit. Yeah, That's smart. That, and that transition's so hard to do. It's hard to leave a comfortable job yeah. thinking, I, I think Fearing. I'm better than this. But I'm the cancer. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I think that's so smart. I love what both of you said about this, and I agree with the ego thing. I would say probably for me on top of that, it would be just self-motivated, hard worker. I, I find it very challenging to work with somebody who needs to be constantly given little carrots, little nuggets in order to kind of keep them going. Okay. And it's a frustration. It can be a frustration point for me because I'm not somebody... 
I mean, I don't have a lot of qualities, but I'm definitely self-motivated. <laughs> you have a lot of qualities. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's not like I've got this whole, you know, Rolodex of skills, but I'm definitely somebody who's going to show up, work hard, mm-hmm. bring it. And when somebody doesn't, I'm. it's hard for me to comprehend that. Yep. And so, I, I mean, the other thing too, it sort of like goes with self-awareness. Same thing with, with self-motivation. You can get over a lot if somebody is just like, bringing it for themselves and ready to work hard. So that's our answers. Go into the Facebook page or onto the Second Shot Instagram page and let us know what you think. Speaking of that Instagram page, it still has um, fewer followers than my dog. (laughs) So if you'd like to follow. (laughs) To be fair. Oh my God, now I got to make sure I follow (laughs) because I might be part of the problem. It's at Second Shot Podcast. We haven't been very active on it. I was kind of trying to figure out like, what are we going to do with it? How are we going to manage it? So it's nothing fancy, but we do like to interact with everybody. (laughs) Well, now we have one more follower. See what I mean? It's very weak. Oh no. I was not following. Wait, hold on. Does the podcast follow me? (laughs) Probably not. Oh, but we're going to follow you back. The podcast does not follow the Vanderoff. So we're going to follow you back. It's going to follow you back. If you guys follow us, we will follow you back because we want to see, we want to creep in on on, on all of our listeners. Yes. So this is what I've been waiting for this whole show, Amy, is to, first of all, welcome you into the podcast world and invite you to talk about your podcast because it's such a fun one. And really, like, I think a good balance to this one, we get kind of serious on this one and you do too, to a certain extent, but it's also just really funny. It's fun. Okay. So my podcast, I don't give a rip. Um, And that's the title. I don't give a rip which is the token phrase of Mama D. Simmons, found on Bravo's Real Housewives of Dallas. So Mama D., who's 78, her daughter Deandra and I do a podcast every week, and uh, it was born again from this phrase that she uses on Real Housewives of Dallas. So, you know, how do we make this time well spent? We we kind of talk a little bit about everything. I And I, I kind of position myself as the moderator. Yeah. This mother and daughter relationship is so particular that sometimes it takes someone. It needs someone, a moderator. Yeah, it needs a moderator to kind of like get all of the goodness out and keep them from killing each other. Um, They truly love each other. They're a great family. I've known them for a long time, but um, throwing me randomly in the mix works. And uh, we talk a little bit about everything, their personal struggles. We talk a lot about intense topics like depression and how they both have suffered. Mm -hmm. Um, And then of course we we talk housewife stuff and relationship and sex. In fact, Mama D, first of all, having a 78 year old on a podcast is unique as it is. Um, But the fact that she is desperate to date younger men is another. And of course, Deandra's like, don't date men I would date. Right. It's controversial between the two of them. Yes. Right? And I'm yeah. like, we need to get some bachelors up in here and like figure this out. She really wants to date someone 15, 20 years younger. Well, but she, I mean, there's a certain essence and spirit to her personality that is so youthful. Yes. And maybe there is a man her age that also has that youthful essence. But otherwise, it's like it's going to be a hard match because she is such a go-getter. She's such a go-getter. She's doing a podcast. Right. Most of my girlfriends in their 30s and 40s still haven't figured out how to download the podcast app. (laughs) So Mama D is just like. She is awesome. Far and above. Now, does it get dramatic in the podcast studio itself. I know it does on the actual Real Housewives show, but is the podcast studio tense? There's no chair throwing or anything, but (laughs) there are moments where it's, you know, Mama D will say, Deandra, Deandra, let me speak. (laughs) Now, now, I gave you your turn. You let me speak. 
<laughs> I'm trying to do my best text. It's horrible. But but yes, there are moments in between that are tense. They're both on the injured list right now. They both have injured feet. So like they, they like <laughs> challenge each other, like, well, well, I can't do this. Well, I can't do this. We have to see like who's suffering more. It's like you're both suffering. We're good. We don't have to make it a competition. But <laughs> right. but yes, of course, with any relationship that's family, it's particular, but they have a really good time and uh we get to learn of the trials and tribulations of their lives. Well, and while they are both uh, reality TV show stars they didn't necessarily have the TV background that you have to do a podcast was this a daunting project for them to get involved in because they are just speaking as opposed to having their life recorded yes uh, I think that they both had TV experience prior because they used to host shows um, for Christian networks and so they had a little bit of hosting sure. chops so it was good and having me lead them through the process has also been very good uh, but for even for me you know I was minoring in the majors when I first started too. I'm like, I'm, I'm a broadcast personality from a different realm. So uh -huh. I had to learn the ins and outs of podcasting too. Even though I did radio before too, it was it's still a different beast. I love it. I think you're so smart to be getting in on this. And I think that all of my broadcasting friends or even non-broadcasting friends, people who just have an interest in something should start a podcast because people think that it's um, like too late. Like, oh, there's so many already trust me this is just the beginning yep like this is just the beginning i hope to have five more podcasts that i'm hosting myself there we go too i mean i, love I don't it. know how I love but i'm it. going to you know just because i think it's such a fun medium i think it's so easy for people to listen and get connected with you while they're running or while they're like in the carpool line or while mm -hmm. they're getting ready in the morning or something yep. like that it's just more accessible to me yeah and anybody who follows these two on the television show gets to already see such a good slice of their personality and then they tune into the podcast and they get all of the behind the scenes stuff and the the day to day stuff that you know their fans can't get enough of. I feel like I've learned so much about um, Southern culture from it or just, I guess I've learned a lot from my husband. I'm not from Texas. I simply came here for a job and then never left. Um, so I would consider, you know, this is where I live. I guess I'm a Texan now, but I don't have those deep roots in like the cooking and the traditions and things like that that are so specific that Mama D holds so true to and it makes yes. me think of my in-laws. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. And they cook everything from scratch. And I think that's kind of the sneak attack. You would think, you know, this pampered, you know, well-to-do little girl who um, had a very wealthy family, family, very affluent. You would think she doesn't cook. Well, she does. And she cooks well. And she hosts parties. And she doesn't have them catered. And she provides for everybody. She's quite the hostess. And uh, more so than me or anyone that I know in my social circles. She's she's really good at it. It's amazing. Really quickly, I know that we have to wrap up. But I want to hear what it's like behind the scenes at um, when you're doing like the HSN shows and stuff like that. So you guys maybe have seen, if you watch any of the shopping channels, you've probably seen Amy. I want to hear yeah. what the behind the scenes is like. Okay, so it's super fun and glamorous. You know, they have such a wide audience that, you know, these programs reach a lot of eyeballs. If you're not watching HSN and QVC, you certainly know what it is. Or you might say, oh, my mom orders everything sure, off of sure, there sure. at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's really fun and glamorous. It's a great job for me because I truly get to walk in and they put me in my own little dressing room and then they pull me out to do my little thing on air. And then I go back into my room. For me, I don't do a lot of the heavy lifting that these hosts have to do. Uh -huh. They are. They're all about their numbers and how much money they're selling per minute and not being the host for once. And just being the guest has been really fun for me because you're going on to talk about a specific product That's when right. you go on yeah now is there pressure from from that end though to to sell more or oh, is that yeah. just on the host um it's mostly on the hosts um but 
of course, you know, I work for a company that pays me a lot of money to go and deliver and to represent yeah. their product. So everybody has a lot riding on it. Um, but any, you know, being the guest over the past few years on a lot of different TV shows has been really cool for me because, again, even just sitting next to you now as the guest is easier, <laughs> you know, just not to be responsible for ratings and revenue and all of sure. that. It's nice to just kind of go on, do my song and dance and and kind of go away. It's been a role I had to learn. I was not a good guest when I started because I would steamroll so? the poor host. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to learn to stay on my lane. That Well, that's interesting. So it, it would appear that, oh, she's doing the same stuff, but really that was a big pivot for you too to mm -hmm. be, okay, I'm going to come on here and talk about it when they ask me about it. That's right. I'm going to I'm gonna speak when spoken to <laughs> and wait my turn. Words to live by by Amy Vandrop. Okay, so tell everybody where they can find you, follow you, all that good stuff so that they can stay connected with you. Stay connected. Listen to uh, I Don't Give a Rip. We have a new episode every Wednesday at 10 a.m. And on social media, it's at Amy Vandrop on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And Vanderoff is O-E-F, as in Frank, at the end. I don't know why there's so many vowels at the end, but it's Vanderoff. <laughs> Amy Vanderoff. You guys go find Amy online. Okay, Matt, what about you and your, your dog videos and pictures? Where uh, as can always, they find you? As always, you can find me at MattStoker1, and that's the numeral one on Instagram. I think that's probably the best place to follow me. And, of course... I'll be in the Facebook group. I post the new video or the new episode every week there. So like, comment on that, and uh, check me out. Reach out to me there. Amy, I love any excuse to be able to hang out with you, especially on air. So thank you for coming on. Same, and you're so welcome. Fun. So fun, and so I just, fun. I don't know, Heath, I'm comfortable in this chair. <laughs> I mean, watch oh, out, Jane. buddy. Coming oh, for you. You can find us in the Second Shot group, that private Facebook group, or on our really sad, pathetic Instagram account. Um, also, make sure to subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. It helps us go up in the rankings. And Jenny and Chondo on any social media. And we will talk to you next week. destination for premium talk radio.